welcome to the Food Freedom Podcast. I am Coach Mary Roberts, and this podcast is all about finding your freedom from food addiction. And we're going to talk about all things related to food addiction and recovery. Let's dig in. Welcome back. Today's episode, I want to talk about grieving, um, the, the grief process when we are beginning recovery from our eating disorder. I want to break it down into the stages of grief and what it looks like, you know, when we're in recovery. But so many people, you know, I wanted to talk about this because I very frequently see online so many people describing, you know, this myriad of different emotions that they feel when they're going through withdrawal or even when they've just been plugging away one day at a time, you know, remaining abstinent and food sober. A lot of times they describe feeling anxious or depressed or, or angry um, or just downright sad. And what they don't realize is what they're feeling is grief. And it's a huge part of um, our recovery journey. You know, even though getting out of the disordered behavior is the you know, number one best thing we can do, we're still going to grieve, not just the food that we've given up, but the act of binge or compulsive eating and the act of using food as this pseudo coping mechanism. You know, when we change the way we eat, you know, because we want to improve our life, whether it's our physical health or our mental health and well-being, we've, you know, we've given up not only foods, but also behaviors connected to those foods. Like we have to learn a new way of living, um, you know, and coping with um, emotions and um, things that we, you know, discomfort. And that's not easy, you know. So when we give things up, our brain registers that as a loss. Um, So, you know, when I first gave up my drug foods, I cried often, a lot, a lot of crying. And I remember it feeling a lot like how I felt when my first marriage fell apart. Um, I knew the situation was terrible and bad for me, yet I cried. I tried to bargain and I just had this general sadness. And, um, you know, it those feelings describe how I felt at the end of my marriage and when I started my journey of recovery, detaching myself from Ed, from that voice of sabotage, from my eating disorder. You know, our relationship with our eating disorder is very much like a toxic romantic relationship. We want out, but we can't imagine how to get out. And a lot, much like, you know, a toxic ex who keeps trying to weasel their way back in by trying to lure us with memories of the good times, like our eating disorder is the same way. You know, when we've been abstinent and food sober for a while, Ed, that voice of sabotage comes calling on us. You know, let's say it like like an ex that sends a text that says, remember all the good times we had? I want to see you. Just come see me just this once. You know, this is like our Ed, that that voice of sabotage trying to entice us with thing, you know, with those phrases and those words of like, you know, just this once, just for this one party, just for this trip, you know, it's your vacation, just this one meal. And we fall for that line 
You know, because we start thinking, yeah, you know, it really wasn't that bad. We forget how bad it was. Um, We forget the pain and the desperation and how much we wanted to feel better. We forget that because we've been doing better. We've been feeling better without it. Um, You know, but then... It, you know, they come along and, and we get sucked back in. And before we know it, we're living with the ex again. Before we know it, Ed is full blown back in our life. And we're eating the things that we know that harm us. And, and we're back to, you know, the, the old behavior with the food. Um, you know, a lot of people don't recognize that what they're feeling when you know, when we're getting food sober, they don't realize that it's grief, but we definitely go through the stages of grief. So I just want to review what those stages are and what they look like in context with our eating disorder. It's really important to know that the stages of grief are not linear. We should not just expect ourselves to, you know, just get over it. Um, We need to allow ourselves time to feel the feelings we're going to feel. We need to allow ourselves time to process the grief and all of the things, different things that come up and, and that we feel when we embark on this journey of recovery. You know, a lot of times when right before we start recovery, we experience the first stage and that is the denial at the stage of denial. This is the, I don't really have an eating disorder stage. It's the the stage where Ed tries to convince us that our problem is really just a lack of willpower or discipline. You know, Ed has us saying, I, I just need to buckle down and try harder. Um, or I, I've never taken food from the garbage like Mary has. So I don't really have an, an eating disorder. And this is the also like, uh, um, you know, we, we just, we do a lot of comparison to other people trying to like, you know, get less checks in our column for why, why this doesn't apply to us. Why we're, you know, we're not really disordered with food. We just, you know, got a little off track or, you know, we, we, we look for excuses and, and things to, to blame it on. Because the idea of having an eating disorder is very overwhelming for a lot of people just because of the negative connotation with it. But um, there's, you know, don't let that stigma keep you from acknowledging, you know, because when we acknowledge that what our issue is, that's like the first step towards freedom. Um, So after the denial stage, um, we we usually encounter the anger stage. This is the stage when we realize that it's true. Like, yes, dang it, I, I, I do have an eating disorder and we're not happy about it at all. And the anger stage is that, you know, where we're having the it's not fair tantrum. We, you know, we, we, we're not happy that this, that we're having to, to go through this and we're ticked off at everything and everyone. Um, and there tends to be rebellion associated with the anger stage. Um, and usually that rebellion just, you know, bites us back and, and hurts us even further. The next stage is bargaining and, uh, testing. Like this is the stage where you're trying to negotiate with your eating disorder, 
You are sure that you don't have to completely give up all of your binge foods forever. You're trying to broker a deal where you can get the results that you want without really having to do the hard thing of abstaining, without really having to give everything up. It's like, you know, we want to have our foot on both sides of the fence. Um, so then we, what we do in this stage is we devise a test and we say something like, okay, well, Monday through Friday, I'm going to stick to my plan of abstinence and food sobriety. And on the weekends, I'm going to give myself a, a little bit of leeway. I'm going to loosen up a little so that I don't feel so restricted. And then we do that. <clears throat> and of course, we fail the test and we start moving through the stages again um, with a stop at the next stage, which is depression. And the depression stage usually happens, it usually happens when our bargain has failed us, when we have tested and, and failed. And, you know, surprise, it didn't work, right? And so now we're just plain sad and depressed about it because deep down, we know the truth. Abstaining is, an, is inevitable and we aren't one bit happy about it because we just cannot fathom, you know, the big picture of going the rest of our life without eating certain things. And this was when I described earlier how I cried a lot. That was related to this depression stage, the crying and also related to anger, being so upset that, you know, when I realized that Every time I tried to moderate, every time I tried to control my eating disorder by including things that I had exhibited multiple times, not not being able to control, I would fail that test and and then I'd end up crying with the realization that, wow, you know what, over and over, I keep trying to do this same thing and I can't do it. When you know, clearly I can't do it. And so then that realization that, you know, if I want to reach my goals, if I want to be physically healthy and and mentally healthy, that I have to get this toxic thing out of my life. And even though I know it's toxic, and even though it's been hurting me, and it's done terrible things to me by my use of it, I, I still am upset, you know, I still experience that upset that I would never eat it again, that I would never be able to to have this thing. Um, And so that's very upsetting when, you know, when, when we think about it in the big picture, which is why it's so important to like take things one day at a time, sometimes even like one eating decision at a time. But like I said earlier, the stages of grief, they're not linear. We could spend months and even years cycling through them. But ultimately, the stage we want to arrive at is acceptance. That final stage is full acceptance. And this is the stage where we're no longer fighting it. We're no longer crying. We're no longer, uh, you know, depressed or angry about the idea of us never eating something again. We've fully accepted, you know, we, we know what had to be done. And we are actually grateful that there's a solution to our suffering. At the full acceptance stage, there's no more suffering. Um, We no longer even desire to eat the foods that had enslaved us for so long. And we just embrace being free of them. We 
no longer desire to eat the things that harm us because we no longer feel unworthy of good things. We know that we deserve good physical and mental health. And so we just embrace it. And it can take months, even years to fully process your grief. You are not a failure if you don't just breeze through it. If you don't, you know, hear, if you hear the message of food freedom and, and, and you don't immediately just like latch onto it and think, wow, this is great. You know, the rest of my life's going to be fantastic, right? We, it's, it's not, that's not like a normal reaction. So don't, you know, beat yourself up because you don't just like latch onto it and think it's amazing and, and just run with it. Like, you know, nobody breezes through recovery. Don't let Ed convince you that because it's hard, that it's not what you should be doing. You know, that voice of sabotage says that like, this is too hard. Do you really think this is the way, you know, the universe or God intends you to live? Nobody should live this way. This is so hard and depressing. Why would you do this to yourself? (coughs) That is, you know, that rotten voice of sabotage. So, Do not let the voice of sabotage convince you that because recovery is hard, that that is not the road that you should take. Um, You know, we only fail when we give up. And as long as we haven't given up, then we are in active recovery. Um, I hope that the description of the stages of grief is helpful to you and that um, it allows, you know, that that knowledge of that process allows you to be less less harsh with yourself you know, by realizing that in fact, what you're going through is grief and that grieving your eating disorder is normal. Um, I'd love to hear from you if, if, you know, if this resonated with you, thank you to those of you that have been, that have sent me messages and have let me know what you think of the episodes. I really appreciate you not only taking the time to, to listen, but to take the the extra minute um, or two to send me an email. I love getting your feedback. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at KetoMary71, as well as my website, KetoCoachMary.com.